Yeah. Have you ever have you ever been on a set where somebody disses like uh, your equipment at all? Ooh, no, because I don't have any. Well, actually, a few times. <laughs> I remember the first set that I was ever on. Actually, it was called Milkshake for the club. I don't know if you guys have heard of it. It was that. That was the one that was shot on film, right? Yeah, yeah. it was shot on film. Super expensive, but mm. we had like a really old sound recorder, like a Tascam, and oh, it was no. it was from like I don't know two thousand three or something. Oh. Yeah. I don't know what the version was, but it was just super archaic. And I was like, you know what? It's fine because this is like mm-hmm. the stuff at the checkout place in yeah. the film department. It's just what we have. Yeah. So it's like mm. we kind of get roasted for it, but you know, <laughs> we're students. It's okay. <laughs> I see. We should welcome you. Yes. This week on the podcast, we have Selena. You are the president of the film club mm-hmm. at the university. Yes. And you also are a filmmaker, your producer, director, writer. Mm-hmm. She's Ooh. like, tell me more about what I do. <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah, I... um. So I've mostly... I've done like almost every department I've written directed and produced like small stuff you know it's mm-hmm. like student films That's obviously right. wait yeah you did you mm-hmm. did your own thing last, uh, yeah. last semester yeah i did and i yeah. never finished it um i have a rough oh. draft that's okay. great i have a rough draft yeah. but it's just like i never refined it mm-hmm. but i yeah i've done like most things but i choose to specialize in like producing and like management mm-hmm. stuff like that yeah yeah yeah. You're really good at it. You were my first AD for one of our sketches. I yes. think that's when I first met you. That was so long ago. That was so funny, though, because that, that was the whole Robert playing yeah. this Georgie character. Yeah, everybody <laughs> Unforgettable. Do weird things that day. <laughs> Dude, the, the storyline was so, like, I read the script and I was like, man, Robert's going to be this little green guy. Like, what the <laughs> And you're like... Coming out of the, I think Daniel's part was like so funny too, because he was like in the bush and like he was yeah. like biting his lip or something as yeah. he was like recording like you guys. Boyfriend, in the yeah, bushes. yeah. So for so for context, this this sketch. Well, do you want to explain? Or do you want me to explain it? I can explain it. So sure. I was writing these sketches a year ago. That but the premise was Robert and I were roommates, but then we would also play mm-hmm. other characters in the sort of Portlandia structure, right? So. Mm-hmm. The second sketch that we wrote, it would start with him and I starting our morning in the kitchen, and then he becomes another character and rings our doorbell. And when I open it, he's this <laughs> real, this little creeper who keeps trying to trick me into degrading him because he has his boyfriend hiding in the bushes <laughs> to record it so he can put it on his OnlyFans for people to get I didn't know. To. I didn't know he was supposed to be my boyfriend. <laughs> I didn't either. How is he not, like, though? His co-worker I thought, or something. I, I, I don't thought, know. well, they're, they're, they're partners in some fashion. <laughs> <laughs> Obviously, they're working together. They, they sleep on the same roll of toilet paper on oh, Fernando's well, oh my God. So I don't know. Do you remember that? The last scene of this whole thing <laughs> was... Th- the weirdest thing because <laughs> and it was it perfect like... because we wanted to really characterize these two as like really degenerate nasty like cockroaches yeah. and fernanda at the time so the shooting location we're at mm-hmm. was one of our friends his name is fernando shout out to you bud and he at the time was moving things out of his office so his office was a disaster. Mm-hmm. So when you walked perfect. in, it looked awful. Like it was and you're just like perfect. Every, yeah, that's, that's what, what we need. Yeah, and I go, you know what would be perfect if we took this room 
and we took a small corner of it and we made like a cot and <laughs> I'm just remembering. The floor. Yeah, yeah. And that's where Danny would sleep. And it was so out of pocket because he was sleeping on the cot. It was too big for it too. So he was had to like curl up to <laughs> fit in cot, it. It was like a pile of sweatshirts or something. Yeah, it was yeah. it was nothing glamorous. And we then threw a couple of toilet paper rolls. <laughs> I don't know what the hell he, that yeah. he was sleeping and someone put a cucumber just on his face, balanced. There in. was a couple of cucumbers actually. There yeah. was one on his face <laughs> and then the other cucumber was just on by my side on this little thing that I had. <laughs> And it was really bad. It was, it really looked. I, I, re- I remember I was like mm-hmm. trying not to die when it, we were filming that part. It's so yeah. funny because in the shot, you see this tiny corner of the room. Yeah. You don't see the about eight people on the other side just losing our the shit and trying crew. to be quiet. I remember. Yeah. What, what did you have to do? You were recording like on your little tripod or something. I recorded yeah. it like, on hey my guys. phone. Yeah. It was yeah. like bonus content for his OnlyFans. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> I remember, I remember <laughs> you made this joke. You were like, I look like I just railed the fuck out of Daniel right now. <laughs> and he's like sleeping after, the, after everything yes, happened. Yes, that's what it looked, because it really did look like that. He was sleeping like a baby. And I was just recording the outro to the video. Oh my God. He was very twisted. It was. It took a lot out of me to act that way the entire day. It did. Yeah. yeah that, that was a strange character. And, but I will say the one thing that didn't help was that I fucked up by not learning my lines all the way. Right. Uh, that made it way harder. <laughs> we filmed mm-hmm. line by line basically, didn't we? I know. I yeah. remember one at one point I was holding up the script for you and I was like feeding you lines <laughs> and stuff. <laughs> you know? <So> <laughs> To be fair, I, I did ask a lot of you that day to both be in it, to play two roles, yeah. and to produce it. And yeah, it was a lot. I, yeah. At the time, I didn't realize that it was... It I was, didn't think it through either. That was that was bad on me. Okay. It was in a transitionary period mm-hmm. where I was learning that I could no longer do things on my own. Mm-hmm. Like, you know what I mean? And especially, right. I, think, I think that the height of that was when we were working on Trainwreck and don't leave me at the same time mm-hmm. then I really realized I couldn't do anything on my own anymore like things are just there's too many moving pieces you know and this isn't even like a multi-thousand dollar productions you know what I mean it's mm-hmm. just the fact that there's so many people working on different things and we all need to come together to figure it out I can't do things on my own anymore yeah so yeah I, I, I had to act for two roles and then produce it and yeah it was it was a lot of stuff to do. I get what you mean. Cause mm. Oh, no, go ahead. I, no, I get what you mean because um, I used to be that way when I was, like, producing. Like, I would just want to, like, take on everything. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was so stressful, especially if you're working Very with, stressful. like, it just, I just felt like such a, even now, I'm a little bit of a control freak. Mm-hmm. And, like, I just want to do everything myself and I don't want to give it to other people because either I don't trust them or, like, they just don't do it yeah. my way. But I'm, like... I kind of sound like a dick if I just, you know, never give any tasks to people, especially like within the club. Mm-hmm. If I'm always the one taking everything and like doing it all, like it's a bit unfair to the other people. So yeah. That's true, it's yeah. actually been really nice because I've been getting better at like, what do you call delegating yeah, the tasks, yeah, yeah. you know, and like people are able to just I, you, it's about finding the right people to trust and like you know knowing like yeah. if they can do it on time is a thing yeah. you know giving up control can be really hard but the bright yeah. side i've always liked the part where i'm working with 
a bunch of people who are way better at other things than I am, mm-hmm. usually to do with camera stuff because I'm primarily a writer. Mm-hmm. And I get to lear- learn to let go of control and lean on them to help make whatever I'm doing better because they're, they're thinking of stuff that I can't think of. Yeah, I, I totally agree. Because I feel like when I was doing my projects, I just didn't feel like I... I was going to overwhelm myself if I kept, you know, taking on such a big load. And I feel like it's honestly such a skill to be able to, like, understand on a bigger scale the way that you're supposed to, like, split off tasks, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. Because I know but I know a few control freaks and people don't like working with them because of that. Yeah. Like, who's going to want to work with somebody who's just taking all of the stuff that you're supposed to do? It just makes you feel like you're not competent to do yeah, it. or like, like, why are you asking me for my opinion on anything if you're just going to... Yeah, like, what's yeah. the point of taking on this job, you know, to be in your project if you're not going to, like, actually take me seriously it just feels like you're not being taken seriously yeah you know yeah so i yeah. get it and especially i think that's one of the skills that you like a producer has to develop mm-hmm. is not you you do have to learn how to delegate tasks but not only that you have to figure out it's like a tr- like you said like figuring out who to trust and not only that delegating tasks specifically for certain people and knowing how to give that specific person the set of instructions tailored to them to figure that figure it out you know because mm-hmm. not everybody communicates the same way and not everybody is going to complete a task the way you think it should be done especially if you can't be next to them and you don't want to do that because it's micromanaging mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. it's just figuring that part out that you know what i mean yeah and yeah. like imagine on like if i'm trying to move on to bigger projects how am i and i want to produce and manage like how am i supposed to do that if i don't even know how to like properly communicate with my team members and like trust them because mm-hmm. honestly most people you work with work with they're not going to be like great at it you know or they're not going to have very like honed in skills or they're just going to be good at one thing or like not the other and i think what i've learned with being president and just being like running a few projects is that you kind of just have to give up that idea of perfection and like compromise with people because i feel like at the end of the day what i learned is what's really most important is the relationships you're building because i'd so much rather be good to work with and just have a mediocre project than like oh you know this perfect baby of mine that i want to like you know maybe it is better quality but it's like well if you want to continue making better quality stuff you kind of have to build better relationships first yeah is how i choose to see it yeah that's a really good way to see it yeah in my opinion it's good to have good memories of making the yeah. project mm-hmm. i mean i know i haven't released those sketches yet i'm kind of sitting on them probably until after we make the next thing that's coming up for us but mm-hmm. i you, you know even though they're not perfect but mm-hmm. i remember just about every detail of making that georgie <laughs> sketch you know and we, we were all having such a good time and the other thing is that people talk you know, mm-hmm. if people are saying, oh, this is one person I don't want to work with or, oh, this this experience didn't live up to my expectations or, oh, I didn't mm-hmm. learn shit on that set, mm-hmm. you know, people are going to, that's going to get around. That's what I'm saying. Like, yeah. in this industry, it's being liked is very, I think to me, it's the most, like, top priority when I'm choosing, like, yeah. who I want to work with. Because I've just, you know, some of my close friends, like, I want to just work with them because I know I can, like, talk with them well. And they can listen to me and they're like good communicators too. Mm-hmm. Even if they're super inexperienced, I honestly don't care. If yeah. they're good good to work with, like you're on my team, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I just feel like that always takes you so much further than like 
if you're a perfectionist or like if you have this, you know, great vision as a director or something, you yeah. know, I don't yeah. know. The other half of that uh-huh. is especially in, in terms of skill level, because I feel like you you have a really good understanding of a lot of those things. So your skill level is pretty high. The other piece of that of working with people who don't have that much experience is you'll start to learn that as you go along, if you push that person in a specific way, and especially if you give them a hard shove mm-hmm. in the right direction, people might surprise you, you know, in terms of their ability and what they can learn and achieve throughout an, a production. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? So yeah. someone might start off with not that much skill on a project that you're working on, but they'll surprise you with how much they'll learn. And especially if they're eager to be there, you know? Yeah. So, yeah. Attitude is like, I sound like a soccer coach, but like mm-hmm. attitude is like everything, <laughs> you know? Because yeah. I, I, I don't know. I, I've worked with people, some directors that expect like just so much perfection from like a student film and mm-hmm. i'm like girl like where work they're literally just beginning their career here and like their students at the school some of them aren't even film majors some of them don't want to do this maybe they just want it as a hobby like you never know their circumstances yeah. Yeah. and i feel like just i used to be way more judgmental than i was like when i got to college but i tried to just like what do you call it? like suspend some of my judgments and like mm-hmm. just you know be a little more compassionate because people like mm-hmm. i don't know Give everyone yeah. a chance. Yeah, yeah, give everyone a chance. Like, not everyone's going to be up to your standard all the time. And, like, I don't know. I feel like it's a bit unfair, you know, the way that some people choose to see, like, others with, you know, a lower skill or, like, you know, I, I don't yeah. know. They get it. Yeah. 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 But with, um, I'm curious, like, with Georgie, yeah. I, I forgot if I asked this question before, but, like, what was your inspiration? Was it just, like... Personal experience. That is such a personal experience. <laughs> when I go door to door, I just have, yeah, no. Um, I, I don't remember for the life of me. I, mm. I think I was just having sketch I think it's because I showed head. up to your house one night. And you were just like... <laughs> Asking to be degraded or yeah, something. Yeah, I think I was. Yeah. Oh, There's really? No, no way I'm that just happened. kidding. Yeah, oh that's God, a joke. Yeah. I, would, I, would, I would remember that. I think you said with no, the dead no, face. Probably <laughs> part of it is just. I I think we we must have been talking about dating or something, and oh, then we were talking yeah. about liking Mean Girls or something. Oh, and that I, was it. Yeah, 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 it had to be related to. At that. the time, I was doing this bit where mm. I was pretending to be attracted to like Mean Girls or yeah. whatever. Mean Girls. Yeah, like was, popular bitches. Like... Well, not the not the popular ones. I'm talking okay. about the weirdos who are like really Ooh. mean. Um, it's like talking down. Let's just say this much. There's, there's, okay. There's this, there's this girl in like our sphere, not film, but in just people we know, there's this Mm. one person and we've just heard stories about this person a lot. And let's just say. I know someone in particular was listening to this right now and she's losing (laughs) her shit. It's totally fine. But. My thing is, she knows who she is. <laughs> I used to do this bit where I wanted to like wife her up or whatever, mm-hmm. and I was like, can't wait for her to, like step on my neck or whatever, because like she, because those stories we would hear about her were, oh, that was the thing. It's because she, um, I don't know if I'm giving too much away, but she writes uh-huh. and her stories are are dark to say Ooh. to say the least, dark and like a, a dirty dark. Okay, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Okay. I'll tell cool you. I'll tell you a story afterwards. But, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but it was from that. It was because I 
they were they were telling me, you know, that she would like be really mean to you, right? Or, or she would like she would she would drain you of your money or whatever. This, this, that's and that. so funny. Yeah, but then I then the, my my rebuttal to that every time was like was uh but i love that i would like it a lot yeah my yeah. sugar queen like i would love that yeah like, exactly you know, I, like, want, I want my credit score to drop 200 points for this woman <laughs> i want to be in debt for yeah. this girl please <laughs> yeah so that it's, was the inspiration for that one it's crazy that some people are genuinely just into that so i thought it was hilarious like you guys yeah. just wrote it yeah. into your script yeah but, that's that had to be the inspiration I know, um, I don't know if it's, like, weird to go off topic into, like, dating. but no, like, yeah, yeah, I yeah. just think it's about so, okay, so, I just know, like, a few girls that would totally, like, be that, be that, be like that. Oh, yeah? You know, where they would love to just, <laughs> uh, I don't know if abuse is the right word, but they it's kind of, like. They want boss around. Yeah, they want a little, yeah. uh, servant to, like, boss around, you know. Yeah, yeah. I remember I was like, my friend told me this story and he was saying, yeah, my sister, like she has all these guys buying, you know, tickets for Las Vegas for her, Yo, like plane tickets. That's so her. cool though. It's so cool. Like right? I would love to do that. I'm just kidding. No, I, would, I would do that. But, I'm not kidding. But <laughs> I think that is kind of cool. Do, wait, but do you want to get the plane tickets or do you want to buy them? For yeah, do you want to Neither. Be I'm just saying the fact that that's out there and that's happening brings me some joy. I know. <laughs> like, I love that for her because she's like going to these fancy ass places, eating at five star restaurants, yeah. going on trips. And these guys are like simping for her so bad. I should clarify. I think it's fine if she's not lying. You know what I mean? If it's like an upfront thing. Where she's like, hey, I'm only in it for this, and I'll give you a little bit of something, but only a little, and that's where it stops, and we will never... We will never be more than this. <laughs> then I'm. I think that's perfect. To be fair, though, we don't. We don't really know what these guys are like. They could be stupid. So yeah, but yeah. this is America. You know what <laughs> I mean? A freedom country. You know? Like, no, I think. I think the thing is, <laughs> they like, no, they, the girl friend zoned them. She literally was like, I only like you as a friend. I don't like you like that. But they mm. still wanted to insist and like, you mm. know, they wanted her the to guy. be. Yeah, the guy was insisting. He was like, no, I'm like, yeah. I want to be with you. Let me do these things for you. No, yeah, yeah, these guys deserve to be in debt. Yeah, yeah. No, let, let them do it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so sorry you have mommy issues, my guy. But, I know. Uh... <laughs> the amount of people I know with mommy issues. I'm not gonna so name crazy. any names. <laughs> <laughs> not gonna like, dog slam. Like boys specifically. Like, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. I feel like you know, I'm, I'm sure you're not like this, Robert. What? Um, but no, just like, He's like we'll see. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Like needing to be like taken care of, having somebody oh. cook for you. No, like, that not... really. I don't know why, but I, that kind of behavior really disgusts me. Actually, it. Oh yeah, you wouldn't believe how common it is, though, mm-hmm. because it's such a weird. It's. I feel like it's a bit incestuous sometimes because it's like they need a a maid or like a. They think a girlfriend is supposed to be like. 
another mommy another mm-hmm. mommy but yeah. with like sexual stuff yeah. you know yeah, so yeah. it's like it's a weird relationship that they have in their mind with like mm-hmm. a woman you know and what yeah. a woman is supposed to be to them yeah. and i think it's really interesting because you know i was talking with my guy friends last night and i was like you know you you two like are one of the people like one of the guys that i actually like trust mm-hmm. because i feel like most most guys and i trust robert too because i feel like most guys don't really when they're friends with the woman sometimes it's just for an ulterior motive or they don't respect them in like a human way Mm -hmm. you know yeah yeah like i I, sometimes i wouldn't trust some of my friends like other like guy friends or people like guys that i know to understand me on like a human level Mm -hmm. that Mm -hmm. makes sense yeah yeah yeah. you know yeah i i know i know what you mean yeah yeah Yeah, you're not like that he no i when i talk to it feels genuine it doesn't feel like you're trying to like do anything Mm -hmm. you know yeah like the thing with robert is you have basically kind of 50 50 female and male friends yeah very that is true yeah very equal yeah because i think what i've kind of seen is when a guy has like absolutely no girlfriends mm-hmm. it's a bit weird Dude, it's it is so dangerous to only be surrounded by dick it's really crazy <laughs> <laughs> no <laughs> to be in a sausage party all yeah. the time it's like... so dangerous you know like mm-hmm. i think i can even i i think i know what you guys are talking about and i'm i'm glad i could be that person sometimes it's it's really you know I, i'm for for any guys on the dark side it's it's way better on the other <laughs> side <laughs> But, you know, like, even even for someone like me, being surrounded by guys for mm-hmm. a good amount of time, even at work, when a mixture of guys get together, it can go to a place that's so weird in, like, a matter of minutes. I'm just... Yeah. It's really mm-hmm. weird. And it's like... A, it's what like, do you mean? It's like a disease, too. Like, mm-hmm. if, one, if one starts it, then it goes to the weakest one first, and then it starts bleeding into a everybody. Yeah, it's really weird. It's really weird. With what? So, give me an example. Like, what do you... Oh, okay. I'll give you, I'll give you an example. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, I was on a gig not so long ago, and it was... It was five guys and one woman and she was pretty quiet so that also i'm not gonna okay she was quiet so she kind of blended into the background not in a bad way i'm just saying that she was just kind of there and she wasn't very vocal there was also another dude who was not very vocal at all and he was same thing he kind of just blended in the background and then the other four guys they were talking a lot and two of them in particular started they had all just met that day too so the fact that they got to this place very quickly was very interesting mm-hmm. it was pretty scary yeah yeah because i because i was thinking dude we're at work so this is very dangerous and i, I can already tell we were we knew we were gonna get stuck together for like three hours so in the span of those three hours these two guys started talking a bunch about like just they're they're just talking about like fucking each other. You know what I mean? And oh. which which is fine in of itself. That's what, sure. It wasn't what I was expecting. I, I wasn't it, expecting that. No, but just give me a second though. You know what I'm saying? Okay. But then it starts kind of devolving. It starts like another guy starts joining in on the jokes and stuff like that. And then they started talking about their own personal sex lives and stuff like that. And it just mm-hmm. started getting weird. Like another guy ended up joining them in the conversation. And then I was just like Okay, like we're like we're three minutes, like maybe a couple minutes away from like shooting. 
this needs to stop. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And I could see that it was like making her uncomfortable and stuff like that. You know? Mm-hmm. So I was trying to get everything to kind of, I was trying to diffuse the whole thing. It's just, and that's a light example too. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But yeah, just, I don't know. Guys can get kind of weird when they get together like that. I don't Isn't know. Isn't that I mean. so, I've noticed that too, mm-hmm. where it's like, I, I know. Girls have a version of that too though. Yeah. But it's different. What do you think it is for girls? Yeah. For girls, I think their thing is talking shit. I think I think when one girl starts yeah. it, it's just because she believes it. <laughs> and then and then the next person kinda does too. So they'll start to share their experience. And then and then it starts piling on, piling on, and then it becomes a whole thing. It's just the same exact thing. Different topic though. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I think for guys it just devolves into ge- degeneracy. Yeah. And then for girls it devolves into like hate. Yeah, Almost, you know what I mean. I so, see, yeah. so both have their own versions of it. Because mm-hmm. I've been around the other, I've been around girls to do that, and it feels kind of. I get it, but on the other hand, I'm always like, okay, you know. Yeah, chill. I'm sorry, I'm it's not here. That. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, I don't blame you guys either. I, mean, I kind of no. I get yeah. what you mean. It's like it's a different issue mm-hmm. for each gender. Because mm-hmm. for guys, I notice it's a lot of competitiveness and like measuring each other's masculinity mm-hmm. you know what i hear that's sad is like most guys growing up like they were bullied about how unmasculine they were in a way or something you know yeah. like being emotional stuff like that mm-hmm. for girls it's for sure cattiness oh my goodness i mm-hmm. i try not to uh, surround myself with girls like that either but i know it's kind of like such a it's such a weird thing because girls can just turn their backs on each other so quickly yeah especially when they get in a relationship you think so i, I think so too mm. just because they sort of ditch the that's a the rest of that's them. a both sides thing though yeah. because i feel like guys could be the same way uh-huh. but it makes sense to me uh only i'm not saying it's right because it's not yeah. there's always you should always try to find a balance in your life of I have this going on, this going on, this going on. These mm-hmm. things deserve my attention. Mm-hmm. But I think it's really easy to just like get obsessed with somebody and yeah. like sink all your time into them. Mm-hmm. Girls, mm-hmm. like they have a tendency to sort of forget how good it is to have like a female support system. You I know. When once there's a guy introduced in their lives. When you just like risk everything for a guy. Yeah. And you yeah, like they, sacrifice. They, they kind of, it's sort of like, oh, I have a boyfriend now. That's all I need. <laughs> and then, but they don't think, what about when he pisses me off? Like, who am I going to go to? <laughs> yeah. uh, guilty. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I mean, that's the thing that, that people tend to forget is that people will always disappoint, always disappoint you at one point or another. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So it's better to have. A whole bunch of people you can rely on. <laughs> yeah, so, you know to what talk I mean? shit too. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Man, yeah. do you ever feel like the guys that you're friends with are mm-hmm. just so Robert? Like, I feel like you're very emotional, uh-huh. and you think about things more deeply than uh, other guys would. I say that too, yeah. Right? Okay. Like, yeah. you have you have a lot of words to say. Mm-hmm. That sounds stupid, but Empathy. like, yeah, you're very empathetic. You're very mm-hmm. like perceptive. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And. I'm wondering, like, I, I hear most guys say that it's just kind of lonely being a guy and, like, growing up because you don't really have mm-hmm. people to talk to in that way because guy friends don't really that. do that I with de- each other. I definitely feel that. I think I have a particular experience with that mm-hmm. because when I was growing up, I had I always had a group of people that I'd hang out with. Mm-hmm. Um, so, but growing up, those guys were not emotional at all. But they also weren't they weren't the most confident guys or they weren't 
they weren't involved in team building stuff. So they were just literally, this was from elementary school to middle school. All I had were these group of guys who would play cards. They play, <laughs> they play 13 and that's, that's all they would do all. Really? Yeah. They would just play 13 and they would talk about, I can't even remember what they would talk about, but they would just talk about random things like nerdy things. And I think that Magic was their way. Yeah, <laughs> no, not that. It's like Dungeons and Dragons yeah. stuff like that. Yeah, but they would never get emotional with me. They would never talk about their personal lives with me. So I never knew anything about them. Mm. The only thing I knew about them is that their parents were racist, so I could never come <laughs> over. But that was just really funny. And they were. And I remember one time they asked me, "Hey, what are your grades? Maybe, maybe they like it's okay." And I was always a terrible student, so I was like, "I don't." I wait, wait. That, they were saying like maybe if your grades are good enough. Yeah, maybe my parents won't mind if you come. Yeah, come over. Wow. No, yeah. that's what it. Were they uh, Asian guy friends? Yeah, yeah, they're all yeah. Asian. Yeah, they're all yeah, Asian. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're okay. Chinese and Viet. Oh, uh, and so, <laughs> but they, I, I do, I did cherish a couple of them a lot. But my point being is that I didn't really have anyone growing up to come to problems with and be just tell them like how I was feeling. A lot of it was, I mean, I was very, I mean. Yeah, it's pretty traumatic, I guess. But I was pretty simpy for all those years. Mm -hmm. So I had, like, one friend who I had to rely on. Mm -hmm. But I was so, like, caught up emotionally with them that it was not real. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. I would, like, I would divulge, like, half of my information to this person. Because the other half that I was feeling very strongly had to do Mm. with them. So I was, like, it was just, like, very... I I really had nowhere and no one to talk to for the longest time. And even in high school, not until my, like, junior year that I find like a couple of people that I could actually talk to so I've never had a group of guy friends that I could talk to until now and I'm in my mid-20s now you know what I mean I got really lucky like five years ago when I met like all these guys at De Anza yeah I just I don't know. It was like the first time in my life I'd ever met guys who I could talk to about anything emotionally and all that stuff. I remember one time we were driving around. I don't know where we were going. I think we were getting food. But I remember driving with them and we were talking about something. And it made me realize I was thinking to myself, whoa, like this is the first time in my life. Oh, that's what it was. It was the Denny's Corner. It was uh, we were driving to Denny's. We ended up at Denny's. We and we ended. Up, we were there till like seven in the morning, dude. Damn. Yeah, we were there. <laughs> we were there for a very long time. This was the first time I re- I was I realized, oh my gosh, these are a group of guys that I could actually talk to about anything, mm-hmm. uh, especially like my personal life and stuff like that. So mm-hmm. I don't know. I. It is hard to find that, I think. You know what I mean? Mm. Especially for someone like me. I spent the majority of my senior year in high school alone. Mm. Uh, I I think a couple of people know that about me. But Mm. I I literally... I don't know what... Oh, I know what happened. I thought a friend of mine, who I was the closest to, was going to move away. So I think we kind of like were preparing ourselves to split away from each other at the end of my junior year. And so when when I saw him again my senior year, I was like, what is he doing here? I thought he was going to be gone. And then we just stopped hanging out. Like, he ended up getting, like, but I was kind of happy for him because the new group of friends that he had, it seemed like he was genuinely happy. Like, he would actually laugh at them. That's really sad. That's so (laughs) sad. Oh, my God. (laughs) He was, it seemed like (laughs) 
he would actually laugh at their jokes and try to talk. <laughs> because oh, Robert's yeah. sitting there like, I'm so happy for you, bro. <laughs> Jesus, Robert. Okay, this is, I'm so sorry. I know this is a sad story, but no, like. I love sad stories. Okay. It's, it's relatable, to um, be real. Hashtag so, relatable. Yeah, me too. So yeah, he was enjoying his time with these new people, which I was like, that, that's great. <laughs> <laughs> well, are you actually happy now? Heather, <laughs> no. Do you know what's so funny? I'm not even kidding. I remember one time I walked by and he was laughing really hard. I go, wow, I didn't know he laughed hard at anything like that. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah. Oh, that's, was... that's a little heartbreaking. Yeah. That's and okay. so I had, and then, then I had a little group for mm-hmm. a minute. And then, and it was all because of this one girl. I liked her so much because she was so troubled. Uh, <laughs> she, had, she had real problems and I remember I, I don't know trust me this is the least of her problems but I was I remember talking to her one time before class and she was really sad and I was like what's up you know and she she started smoking a cigarette <laughs> and I remember I remember I was so obsessed with this girl I almost took a cigarette from her because she was like you want to smoke with me and I, <laughs> and I don't know what stopped me but oh that's to stop me. I was such a I was such a nerd that I was I go, oh my god, the bell just rang. I'm gonna be late for class. <laughs> <laughs> and your grades were shit. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, the girl's like, who are you kidding? Yeah, like, who are you trying yeah. to play right now? Dad, I, I, Dad, if you listen to this episode, I hope you know that I I, I, I don't remember these things badly. But I, I, to your point about how bad my grades were, I almost got in a fist fight with my dad because of how bad my grades were. Oh, my God. One time, yeah, it was a struggle. My senior year was a struggle, dude. It was not, it was not a good time. And so mm-hmm. that, but because of that girl... I don't, I think something got really miscommunicated. So that group of friends only lasted for like a month or two. Uh, so, and then the whole thing just like puffed away and then like nobody wanted anything to do with me. I think cause they knew that I was like super in with that girl or whatever, mm-hmm. but then she didn't want, she wanted nothing to do with me either. I remember one time, like after all that happened, I went up to her and I gave her a hug and I was like, what's up? And she goes, ha like never talk to me ever again. What? And then I swear to God, that's what happened. And then Ooh. she meant it. I was like, that's really funny. Like, what's up? And she goes, no, I mean it. Like, don't ever talk to me again. I was like, okay, well, I guess I have nowhere to go anymore. And the rest of my senior year, I had nowhere to go. I would literally just walk around the quad just waiting for like the next like class to start. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. The only like refuge I had was rehearsal because like I was always in theater. Yeah. So I'd go to okay. rehearsal and I would talk to people, but I'd never had like any close personal friends except for like maybe two guys and they had their own group of friends. So I'd never hung out with them other than rehearsal and then after school. But yeah, it was like, it was a very, <laughs> it was a very lonely time. It was crazy. Yeah. My senior, but, well, sorry. Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. No. no, I was just going to say like my senior year was almost similar because the only friend I had really was my boyfriend at the time Mm -hmm. which didn't last right yeah (laughs) for a lot of reasons oh my gosh yeah you know what it just reminded me it just reminded me it's so funny that I remember that being super I remember being super lonely and that in that moment in time oh I had just gotten into a huge thing with a friend like a childhood friend and so they stopped talking to me and so yeah I had nobody I mean I remember this like 
I, like, you know, I chuckle about it now because life is just so much better now. You know, despite all the problems that I have now, things are definitely better. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I would, I didn't even, I couldn't even, like, fathom how much lonelier I could get because my first quarter at De Anza was fucking a tr- like awful. I remember you I, told me. Yeah, my first quarter at De Anza was the loneliest I'd ever been in my life. I had literally no one to talk to. Because, like, none of my friends from high school went. Actually, the one one of the guys, I always say that he saved my life, too, because I was in such a dark place. I remember this one guy in high school, like, when I was in theater, that one guy. He uh, he would take the time to, like, talk to me and, like, just ask me what's up and stuff. Because I, I, I think I knew it's because, like, our theater class was so clicky. I'm not going to say we were pitted against each other, but it felt it felt a little like that. All in the name of trying to get the most talent out of every single student, mm-hmm. which worked. I'm not even going to lie. It was a really good program. But this one guy wasn't really into that kind of stuff. So he would come over and talk to me once in a while. But he went to De Anza with me and we talked for a little bit. But he ended up splitting off into other groups and stuff. And it wasn't until I joined the film program that I ended up finding more people. And also, I'm also like a very odd individual. To like to begin with, you know what I mean. <laughs> I have a thought, and I'll just say it. You know, I can't like, you know what I mean. I can't help it. Not about people, but I just have random thoughts in general. Intrusive <laughs> thoughts. <laughs> of violence. Yeah, people are definitely drawn to you now. I guess so. You have charisma. Yeah, you're I feel like you're likable. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's a long time to get here. <laughs> it's okay. I was yeah. a. I think um, my high school experience. I was also like. I don't think I was lonely per mm. se. It was some parts were lonely, but I think it's because I had my sister that I could oh, always just really go nice. home to. Yeah. yeah. So that kind of saved me from a lot more like sadness because I really didn't have many friends at all. I think from either, I think from sixth grade up until like my senior year, I seriously was such a loner. Yeah. I always stuck to myself. I never talked to people in class. Um, and I had, like, two friends that I would hang out with at lunch. Mm-hmm. And one of them would be more consistent. And she would just go home with me to, like... Because my dad would make us lunch and stuff. And mm-hmm. we would just go back and, like, eat some food and chill and whatever. She was actually... It was weird because she we befriended each other in, like, seventh grade. And she was always the popular... Not to be, like, stereotypical. I don't believe in these types of social categories anymore. But yeah. she was, like, a popular girl. She was always, like, with the athletes and like the bigger crowd and the cheerleaders stuff like that Mm -hmm. but i couldn't understand it for so long because i was like why does she just like (laughs) i was like why does she like me (laughs) like why does she want to hang out with me you know and i think from then on i think she just like liked my sense of humor or something but i was just so shy i just didn't i just couldn't fathom anybody anyone like really wanting to be friends with me Mm -hmm. and so from middle school to high school we were like pretty close friends and i just remember going to you guys don't understand how much of a burden like socializing was. Mm-hmm. I had such bad social anxiety. Asking a question in class would still be like, I was sweating bullets. Oh, I was really? like, God, I'll just ask the teacher after class. I also had a really like bad resting bitch face and I was really quiet. <laughs> so you'd see me walking around campus, mm-hmm. just like mean mugging everybody. Mm-hmm. And I didn't really mean to. I was just, yeah. that was my face, you know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so any social interaction seriously was so like difficult for me and i didn't know how to like speak to people i didn't know what to talk about because i had nothing going on in my life that i was just like i don't know how to 
you know? Yeah, it's like, mm. what, what do you talk about? Yeah, like, what if do I people don't... talk about? <laughs> <laughs> what do normal people, like, do? I don't know. <laughs> and so, I think... You ever just, like, walk? <laughs> what, what? Oh, like, around school? That, that's breathe? a conversation starter. <laughs> yeah. do, you, do you ever, like, breathe? You ever like, what's, breathe? What, what kind of food do you yeah, eat? Yeah, what food snacks do you consume each day? Hey, no uh, joke, though. That's, there you go. There you go. You <laughs> yeah. said, there you go. Technically a question. Yeah. So I'm kind of just surprised that I actually have friend groups now and people, like, you know, talk to me and stuff, and it's it's fun. You it, don't understand how much I changed from, like, high school. It's crazy. Dude, it's, it's interesting just hearing how so many people have the same experience because really? I definitely, I have these moments where, I, you know, I have friends now, but I have this weird fear that, like, what if they find out I was a loser in the past and it ruined <laughs> yeah. their entire possession of me? <laughs> and then I find out, oh, all of, they were, all of them were kind of losers too. It was cool. I know. But, it's it's nice to know. Oh, God. I feel like I was such a little, because I was such a loner, I had such so much free reign mm-hmm. in the types of media I consumed, and it just made me, I don't know why, but I feel like such a Fortnite middle schooler sometimes, <laughs> who, like, <laughs> I'm not even kidding you, my friend, my, my uh. best friend from, you know, seventh grade, she was like, man, some of the stuff you laugh at, like, my little brother would laugh at, too, oh. and I was like, oh my god, and I can't even control, it's like, I have such a, <laughs> I have such a nerdy sense of humor, or like interests i have really nerdy interests yeah. so it's like i i remember going on a few like <laughs> tinder dates uh-huh. and i was just like i was just joking and i was like i don't know my humor and like interests and like the stuff that i watch on like tiktok is like it's kind of nerdy and it's mm. a little boyish i guess i don't mm. really know i like minecraft and, and it's like really i was like, literally about to i was literally about to say you won't play minecraft <laughs> We actually need to play Minecraft, though. I would love to. I know. I need to bring my computer back to school. But I was just saying that to him as, like, a joke, and he just had this disgusted look in his face, and he was, like, he was like, ooh, you, you watch Fortnite? And I was like, no, that's not what I meant at all. I don't watch Fortnite. I just mean, like, it's uh-huh. the, you know, personality kind of thing. So, I don't at know. At that point, I'd lean into it. I'd like, fuck yeah, I do, bitch. Yeah. What are you oh, trying yeah. to say, but I know. Like, I'm subscribed oh to God. Fortnite TV, bro. <laughs> Come on. What are you going to do about it? <laughs> Yeah, so I'm just, I'm glad that I was able to, like, just let go. Because I don't really care that he said that. It's fine. Like, everyone has their interests, you know. But I'm glad I was able to just finally let go of, like, those high school social groupings and, like, you know, it's cool to like this and it's not cool to like that. There's still some aspect of it now, but I feel like it's less severe. And people are usually more mature to understand it's, like, it doesn't matter The world gets so much bigger when you're out of high school yeah. i feel i feel like yeah. they always people are like oh on, on you know on tv this is like the best years of your life you're gonna learn so much about yourself i didn't learn shit about myself Me i had no neither. idea who i was mm-hmm. i mean I, I was literally talking to my brother-in-law a, a few a few days ago and i was talking about how my my high school experience or basically my entire school experience was like living in my sister's shadow and not really having an identity of my own and i was like we would have the same teachers and she would, you know, she would have her name, but I would just be like her baby sister. That's how everybody knew me. And I didn't really figure out who I actually was until I started doing film stuff. That, that was like the moment where I realized, oh, because she didn't do it. So that helped too. Like the one thing that I have over her is that I'm actually pretty good at storytelling. Is this, how, how much older is she? Less than a year. 
Actually. Oh, I was going to yeah. ask if you guys were like twins or something. No, oh. no. She's um so she was a grade above me, but she's like slightly like a year minus 9 days older than me, I think. Mm. Um my our parents had us when they were in their early 40s, so I guess they were just really like get them out. Hey, <laughs> Going to pound town. Yeah, yeah. exactly. <laughs> very planned. <laughs> very planned, no doubt. But yeah, so but she, you know, she kind of got to choose our hobbies. I didn't want to do band, but she did. So I did band. I, I didn't. I wanted to do like more theater. I wanted to learn how to dance, stuff like that. That's my wow. little sob story. But you know, um, I I didn't realize the whole time. Like I started writing when I was very little. I know I have this notebook in my room somewhere where I wrote like my first story in first grade. And I illustrated it too. Like I have this whole little book that I wrote back then, <laughs> but I didn't realize until I was like 25 that, oh, this could be like the thing that I do. <laughs> you know, I was just doing it and not thinking anything of it. Like this isn't a hobby. This isn't a potential job. I'm just, I don't have friends. So what else am I going to do? <laughs> so when you started like writing you, how did you find who you were? Like, how did you make a distinction between you and your sister? Damn, I don't know. I think I realized that when I tell stories, people, at least at least in my family, there, there have been several uh, Shabbat dinner at this point where I just have all the attention on me because I'm retelling a movie that I saw that I hated or just talking about some crazy people I interacted with recently. And people are get so engaged with what I'm saying. And same with them. Like I did, I had the best toast at our wedding. We've been over this, but I, I definitely, um, I guess the delivery kind of gets people. And I think part of being bullied, like my entire life, also you develop a sense of humor. You get like mm-hmm. this specific kind of perspective. And when I realized, like, oh, I can really make people laugh. That's actually kind of a superpower, mm-hmm. you know, and that. Uh, it was like let's lean into that let's let's try to write some more stories let's write a bunch of jokes let's see how far i can take this Mm -hmm. man comedy really is like a great self-defense mechanism exactly honestly i love it it's a good time to ask her our questions oh about a a club yes what questions do you want me to go first or you want to go first you go first okay give me a second also uh, why do you keep looking over here to you yeah i've only looked over like three times no, you keep looking at me when you talk about your high school experience. I, mean, I wasn't there. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's because you look like my friend. I'm just kidding, huh? Racist. <laughs> I'm leaving that in the podcast. No, you're right. No, 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 he was actually Japanese too. So, yeah. Oh, wait, are you Japanese? <laughs> what? Oh. <laughs> no. No, he's North, he's North Korean. Anyway. So. <laughs> <laughs> the boat ride was crazy, huh? Oh my gosh. Dude, you know how many fences he had to <laughs> You know how many missiles he had to dodge to get here? You, you fought for your life. Okay. So, Selena. Yes. Whenever we have a guest, I usually ask these uh, questions. So I will go first and ask you my question. It's like a it's like a fun little thing. I'm nervous. No, no, don't be, don't trust, be. trust me. It's a really easy question. Well, you should listen to Yolanda's episode. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Anyway, so my question is, okay, if you could choose 
any IP to remake because the la- that when they remade it, it was so shitty. Like, IP, example, Fantastic Four. Intellectual property. Terrible yeah. fucking movie. Yeah, yeah, So if you could go back and remake a movie and actually make it good this time, like, unlimited resources, unlimited, like, whoever you want to hire, you're going to make it awesome. Or an IP that is very obscure and only, like, 100,000 people would appreciate, but you'd still, like, make it really good. Like, what would you pick? I think I would, um... I would choose Mulan, the live-action one. Oh, okay, yeah. I would want to make a way better live-action Mulan. Like one where they actually sing? (laughs) I want a full-on musical, damn it. I want General Shang. I want a super buff Chinese dude coming in here saving... I'm just kidding, I don't want that. But (laughs) I want, like... I I just want better quality, because I... In general, because I feel like Disney... They've just been remaking live action stuff just to repeat themselves. It's easy money. I get why it's like a good corporate decision. Mm-hmm. But in just in terms of the art itself, I feel like the image of Asian Americans in cinema has just been so like a little bit tainted by the movie and oh, so many people hated it. Mm-hmm. And I feel like it could be even like the animation if they just followed a little more closely in like terms of the story or like the style like i feel like it could have been so much better you know i I don't know i just i would completely remake that movie Mm -hmm. first of all make it more like accurate i want to want better protagonist and i just don't i I don't like anything about that movie honestly my family watched it and even my my dad he was like this is not realistic at all what is this and yeah it was so like disappointing because i was like but you know what we got stuff like Everything, everywhere, all at once. That was a real, yeah. like, redemption for us, you know? So mm. It's kind of... People, uh, some studios don't realize that they, they can try to make movies to target different groups of people, but these people are going to tell if they didn't actually put effort into it. Yeah. You know, it's, it's, which is a little disrespectful. It's extremely... Oh, my god. Like, gosh. you want our money, but you're not going to give us, like, quality. Yeah. I don't... I mean, I guess it was already built into the business when it began, you know, that it was going to be pro-business, it's pro-profit, like all this stuff, but it's just been so, like, ruined, and the art form is, I don't know, it just sucks to see, like, these great stories getting corrupted in that way, because I'm like, okay, I know Mulan, like, the animation was still a for-profit thing, obviously, like, you know, they were doing it for money, sure, still, but I think that there is a fine line that these corporations cross when they just sacrifice so much of the integrity of and the essence of the story mm-hmm. you know the 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 animated one had like it had a strong personality and it was mm-hmm. very memorable yeah, yeah i agree and it's not you know like these these movies with a lot of uh minority like a lot of main cast that are like minorities it's still in progress not all of them are perfect um which is fine but i just feel like people should be more thoughtful and it shouldn't be run by a bunch of mm-hmm. white people writing these stories mm-hmm. you know because what do you guys know about the experience you know i don't exactly. know yeah. yeah whatever yeah cool. but that's the movie i would remake nice yeah okay. yeah mm-hmm. all right okay uh, my question was yeah so what i've been asking people is so since there's this whole thing, we kind of just talked about it in a way, but there's this thing that there's nothing original that comes out in the industry, in movies mm. or TV. So I was wondering if there's anything that you've seen recently that 
contradicts that because I know personally I've seen, especially TV shows that have really uh, got a hold on me that I got really into, especially over the past few years during the pandemic. Mm -hmm. So I was wondering if there's anything that kind of breaks that assumption to you. That's actually a really good question. I'm okay, wait. First of all, what what show have you seen that you think? Oh, oh my god! I'm so, just so curious. Well, let me give you my top three. So my okay. all time favorite right now is The Righteous Gemstones. Uh-huh. That's um, a Danny McBride show. It's about this evangelical mega TV church family. And they're terrible people, but it's one of the funniest things I've ever seen in my life. Uh, another one is Poker Face with Natasha Leon. Um, with that sort of it has this really like 1970s detective show aesthetic, but it takes place in the modern day. And also she's such a good protagonist and mm-hmm. the stories are so um, they're all murder mysteries, but they're all so unique and non uh, what not. I don't know how to describe it. They're, I just really like it. Uh-huh. It's fun to fall around the specific character. You think they just break like a bunch of film rules and like experiment think, a lot? Yeah, they, they do bend a lot of stuff and they introduce, you know, says she's traveling the whole country just living in her car and solving all these murder mysteries. So they introduce uh-huh. these really interesting characters. Mm. So it's easy to get invested. And my third one is Schmigadoon on <laughs> Apple TV because it's a musical mm-hmm. and it I love watching it because I can... I used to be such a musical nerd. I can pick out every influence and in every song. And also I am very openly attracted to Cecily Strong, so, which has nothing to do with originality, but she, I love her. So It's just a plus. It's know? a plus. It's a plus. <laughs> Interesting. Okay. I, I'm not a film buff, but I do pay attention to movies. I think the one film that I remember watching, like I, I watched it from start to finish, was this movie called Come and See. Do you guys know that one? Sounds familiar. So familiar yeah. Well, please look it up. But like, it's about. Uh, I think it was either about like World War Two, World World War One or World War Two, mm-hmm. and it was set in like, it wasn't Russia. It was somewhere that's like where they spoke Russian or something. I don't remember a lot of the context around where they were and everything. But it was just a war movie, right? And it was this kid that wanted Wait. to. Wait, you, you guys come remember? And see? Come and see. Oh wait, wait. No, I think I know. What you're this re- is, yeah. What's the year of release? It's, Ooh, it's like, like from while, the '90s, right? Yeah, a while ago. Oh, I know what you're talking about. You know what I'm talking yeah. about, right? Yeah, I, I've heard of this movie. Yeah. yeah, it's one of those movies that I, I think I saw it on a list that was yeah that was uh, movies you that are so good, but you'd only watch it once yeah. because they're so yeah. devastating. Yeah, yeah. I've seen the most emotional scene in that movie, and Which it was horrific. The one where they're dragging her away. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Am I thinking about the right movie? The movie was really long. Because he can't he can't do anything, right? He's like, they're pinning him down. I think I remember. But yeah. it's about the one soldier, right? The kid? The kid, right? Yeah, it's about yeah. him. Yeah. I think I, oh my God. And the poster for it is like horrific looking too. It's terrible. Uh-huh. It's, you, like so once horrible. you see the poster for it, you're, it's already kind of like, okay, you know what you're in for. If yeah. You watch this movie. Because I I remember seeing, like, clips of it, and I was like, "Mm." Mm hmm. I was just, it was, like, quarantine, and I was like, you know, fuck it, I'll just watch it. Mm -hmm. And it was, like, such a, such an out-of-body experience watching that movie, man. Mm -hmm. Like, it was really crazy because, okay, first of all, it was just the context around that movie and, like, the story itself. So, first, it's a kid who wants to, like, join the military, and, like, Mm -hmm. he wants to be, like, the other soldiers, you Mm -hmm. know? And so, his experience with that is, I don't even know, like... 
how it was just so I, I would say it's like really experimental kind of mm-hmm. and especially with like the sound design it made it so eerie mm-hmm. and i've never heard sound like that before and that, i think doesn't it get like tinnitus or something and that yeah, yeah right and i think just everything about the atmosphere of the movie just felt so like off-putting and i've never seen it before and i mean maybe it's been done before i just you know personally that's like the most unique movie that i've watched that i can think of and it was just so deeply disturbing because i feel like it didn't really follow like you know your three-act structure obviously um or like the typical i don't know the the dialogue and like the way that it was delivered and like the structure of the whole movie it just felt like a fever dream you know and it was really it was terrifying and it was I've never felt, like, so deeply in a movie before Mm -hmm. because that's how, like, realistic the experience was Mm. in the way that they chose to, like, you know, portray that. I think Come and See is probably, like, my movie that I would choose. Yeah. Yeah. It's a good choice. It's very terrifying. (laughs) Sorry, sorry, I'll stop making (laughs) Is that your, like, natural... My resting face. Do you just, just, like, default to that? Yeah, I'm just like, (sighs) you know, on my, like, off days. Just kidding. I see how your desk just automatically doing. I'm like, such a long day in the office. Um. Anyway, so as we said at the beginning of the pod, you know, you are the president. Yes. Of the club. It's your president yes, voice. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> That's how you start every meeting. So everybody, welcome to another <laughs> film club meeting. Yes. Um, yes. <laughs> okay. I still like the sound. Yeah. They're just like, is she gonna get to the point? Yeah, like, I'm just making like noises. Yeah, they're like, oh, yep. she's doing it again. <laughs> you have to reboot her. Uh, <laughs> yes. On the way here, you're telling me that you guys are working on a new project. Yeah. So I'm producing it, and it's a period piece that was set in germany and one of the officers named poncho is directing it oh we know um yeah yeah. he is like a history buff kind of like especially with um world war ii ish because the story is set like after world war ii in like 1950 60 ish Mm -hmm. and it's about the berlin wall and so this guy meets this woman in this cafe and this is like kind of during wartime ish and I think he falls in love with her and the wall gets constructed and she's on the other side of the wall mm-hmm. and he has to decide whether or not he should risk everything to just go on the other side to see her and be with her. Right. You know? I see. Yeah, a little love story. Yeah, that's fun. Yeah. Dang. So we're having a funding campaign soon and we'll try to promote that if you guys are willing to just promote or like... Yeah. yeah. yeah we can, Will we it can be help. up by next week? Wednesday. Oh my god, okay. that's when the episode yeah, comes out. Yeah, out. we're trying to do Wednesday. If it's not gonna be that day, mm-hmm. like you know, yeah, we can we can um, send us a link. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, we'll try our best to get it in by Wednesday because mm-hmm. we just all we need are headshots and bios, um, from the people and like yeah. a rough estimate. Hunt them down. Yeah. Hunt them down. Break down doors. Okay. okay. Yeah. <laughs> Sometimes you need to do that to get these people to answer. We'll, we'll promote your socials whenever they come out. Okay. Yeah. Cool. But yeah, that's the project that's going on. I'm pretty excited. Okay. We're going to be shooting um, December 8, 9, and 10. Nice. So mm-hmm. it's we have a lot of pre-production time, and I, I'm really happy about that because it's my specialty. So, mm-hmm. yeah. You still have a year to go, right, before you graduate? 
So if we're including if we're including this semester, it's oh. still two years technically. Okay. Oh, okay. Yeah. So how this. You, how you feeling about? I honestly, I don't know. I might. Mm-hmm. I'm feeling a little nervous, mm-hmm. as anyone would that's about to graduate. Mm-hmm. But my plan is still. I'm trying to still move to like LA. Like I still right. want to just go down there and like find mm-hmm. what opportunities I can. Mm-hmm. You know. Um. Depending on who's already there, like, I'll try to find a roommate. Maybe like a previous friend or like an alumni. I feel like Yolanda said she was gonna move down there, right? Or no? Uh, maybe someday. Maybe okay. Mm. Just finding like somebody that I already know and like take her with you. Yeah, I want she'll, take she'll Yolanda and Miguel. You. Yeah, yeah. I'll take my little posse with me. But I'm I'm I haven't had an internship yet, which is why I'm kind of nervous. Oh, I see. So I need to start like researching soon and like right. applying because the job market I heard is really bad right now. Oh, and no, well, right now shit. it's pretty it's, bad, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And um, Liz, you guys know Liz? Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. She was looking for a job. She's been looking for a job for so long, and she's applied to, like, literally hundreds and only heard back from, like, two or three. Mm-hmm. And I'm like... Same experience, basically. Really? Yeah, yeah. It's fucking terrible, and I'm scared because that means I have to do that. <laughs> but yeah. yeah, I hope I get lucky or something. Yeah, well, I don't know what to tell you, man. <laughs> We're all like in literally the yeah, exact same situation. Yeah. I, I, I feel like I'm never the best person to give advice for that either. I've, I've been so lucky to find a niche to fill. Mm-hmm. That, yeah, it's it's really hard outside of what I do. At least you're still getting like paid gigs and stuff. Yeah, yeah. corporate yeah. stuff is always something. I try to be as grateful as possible. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Even yeah. though sometimes I don't get to choose what I eat for a week, and that's okay. <laughs> so upset about that. <laughs> what do you have to eat? Like plain rice each day or something? Or no, like... fucking salads and uh, sandwiches, bro. They just they just salads scoop, like, and sandwiches. Roll into a bowl. It's a green gruel. Toss it out. <laughs> Military food or something. <laughs> Are you going to continue being president for what do you think? I think for this year, I mm-hmm. don't want to be because I'm thinking about studying abroad, actually. My oh, no fucking way. Where are you going to go? I might go to the UK, like Edinburgh, because uh, have you guys you'll seen You'll fit like, right in there yeah. with your accent what do you, and everything. <laughs> First of all, it's Australian, so mm-hmm. it's not really. I'm just kidding. It's not the same. But yeah, no, have you guys seen pictures of Edinburgh? No, never. Edinburgh, Edinburgh. Is it like Harry Potter-esque? Dude, oh, that's why I love it, yes. Okay. It's like old... I thought I remembered the name. Like yeah. castles and stuff. Castles, bricks. Rain. Cobblestones. Yeah. <laughs> Horse-drawn carriages. Tea and crumpets, you know, like... <laughs> wooden teeth. I'm just kidding. People stabbing each other. <laughs> Rats and cockroaches. <laughs> I love that stuff, you know. <laughs> oh I'm I'm really excited though because they have a film program there, mm-hmm. and it's nice. a huge university. And like the yeah. city looks amazing. Go. There's a lot of students. I looked at the film clubs there. They have a great film club, film club. No mm-hmm. film club. Mm-hmm. And I don't know. It's pretty cool. And I would hope to find some work there too. And like maybe apply to an internship there. I don't know yeah. what the job market is yeah. like over there. Get out there. I yeah, because you know Yolanda, yeah. she went to Japan. Yeah. My my roommate, my roommate's gonna go to fucking Paris or like Yo, or so like cool. somewhere in France, somewhere like mm. east 
of or whatever, like a little off from Paris, but she's going to be in France. Yeah. So I'm like inspired and I'm like, I would love to just travel while I can. That yeah. sounds so cool. Yeah. Yeah. I hope you do end up going out there. Yeah. I know. I would love Same. to see Insta posts of you doing <laughs> stuff. Oh, yeah. Thanks. Yeah. I meet some Brits. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You're, you're gonna disguise your voice the entire semester. And I just say that the whole I time. That yeah, was an yeah. offensive. I know. Sorry, guys. Uh, no, it's British okay if it's against white people. Anyway, um, <laughs> Selena, you're so talented, and we love you so much. Thank Thanks. you for coming on, of um, Madam President. Yes, such an honor. <laughs> <laughs> Robert, uh, shout out to Belgium. Shout out to Belgium, one hundred percent, every single time. I love you so much, man. Don't go away. Um, don't, yes, <laughs> remember to check out Rainbow Films. And you got uh, it. Yeah, Sorry. I finally got it after thirty-four <laughs> episodes. <laughs> uh, keep an eye out on the SJSU pay or film page. SJSU FPS. That's our yeah. Instagram. SJSU FPS. Yeah, and if you're feeling so generous. I mean, I know everyone who listens to this show. We will drop those <laughs> fundraising links. Yeah, Yay. yeah, definitely. <laughs> and um, yeah, just uh, continue listening, and we love you all. Bye. Bye. Bye.